Shaklight and Claire Shaw's Bavalyam Shoes Yaltaka. She Robert the Karslach Mish. I'm Bob Carswell, and I'd like to welcome you to this programme, Shaklay. It's Shaklay this week on Shaklay and Chircho. Goil Pajer, Egnashan Chaltinen, Praying the Keels. This has now become a well established annual event. We hear about this year's programme from Chairman of the Organising Committee, Phil Crane. As Tarn Tedda Eritrai, and a tug of war on the shore, the RNLI and Ports of Mary will be holding what they hope will re-establish itself as an annual event, with a competition this coming Sunday. Blen the rae the henna lor mi rishanalu avril madril on siachlae mychon na cwysyn ti rhansach e. Ti na gio oliach sesioel as kulturoel. Ta simmec er caintus, as leis e gleisach misnius ons na blint yn jaianach, ta sien er jit de vei na cwys fysgan sioel. Ta simmec yn olw madril er gio oliach as anach te bent yn rish na enechtan, as gochonald rish sien, na ta taachert bent yn rish Bess, gyn er yn achta slai o'n lwcic na lasht as yn achta cunion gyntiaw. Ta simmec er yn achta bwyl as cymyn y cira as yn erach cochonald rys spiritus as rydd yn cyt o'r eicasiarig. Ta sy'n ffagyn o'n siôns man yn achta bwyl gwrs castel yn ydd as y caacl mwyl nyn siad o er y cir. As ta rwlwg yn mŵr dy lŵr o'n ys ta rhag yn dy bachtol. Mae'r samplegio yn achter iddyn chytdyw eu casrig ond zacht fod i'n iawn iwrgyd, fan olwyd madrol dyn er na ratchen TT, as yn achter trein a ratchen dyn o sŵ sors da ffyrgrynys, a slai chytgys yn elion as dyn er na marg i gwrs ffyr ersgyn dwchus fod i i'r nyn dychyn. Ta i greid y fel sian cleren as sian ror yn bri as memorabilia elia, chytdyw eu mae'r teisnys dyn y pyrgrynyn, na ffyr dyn ta chyt, Ond sacht chynnes o'n yr atyn hyn, ach dy chwlina y spiritus och, les diwrneg ys enid casurig daw. Professor Avril Madril is a social and cultural geographer, interested in historical and contemporary issues. To give you a, perhaps a flavour of what her work might mean, she was the co-author of a paper which was printed amongst the transactions of the Institute of British Geographers this year, which is called Intersections of Infrastructural Violence and Cultural Inclusion, the Geopolitics of Minority Cemeteries and Crematoria Provision. You can perhaps see how that relates to her work in 2010 and 11 on landscape aesthetics, meaning and experience in Christian pilgrimage, and in 2015-16, to 16, when her study was Creating a Virtual Pilgrimage Trail in the Isle of Man, Faithscape, Landscape and Heritage. That particular study came out of her association with Goyle Pager Egnashan Chialtinen, Praying the Keels, which has now become a well-established annual event. The chairman of the organising committee is Phil Crane. For the last 16 years, we've been doing Praying the Keels in usually the latter part of May, Bob. And I think it's an idea that the um, people from the church has got together to think we've got these ancient structures around the island, which were built, I suppose, by the early Irish missionaries who brought the gospel here 
5th, 6th centuries, and these are the remnants of the keels that were created by them, and from then up to about the 12th century, they've all fallen into ruins now. It was the former bishop, Bishop Graham Knowles, who initiated it and got a few people together who were interested, and it's carried on each year. Last year had to be virtual, but we're back on track this year. And so it's a week's event, something on every day, where we kind of reclaim those keels. There were 200 originally on the island, of which there's only about 35 now with any visible remains. So it's a chance to get out and explore God's creation over a different number of uh, events. So we, we try to spread the events geographically around the island, but we also try and vary the level of, of difficulty of the walk. So that people, well, there's some events with no, no walking at all, and there's some which, which go up to eight miles in, 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 in length. And I'll say something about the what the individual events in a month. So it's it's a chance to get out and, and visit these gems in the Manx countryside. The, the keels, a lot we don't know about them. They probably weren't built for congregational worship in the sense that we, we understand now. They might have been more wayside chapels, might have been occasionally visited by an itinerant priest. Usually 200 on the um, island, they were probably one keel for each extended family or clan maybe there was one for each um, terrain in the quarterland and the uh, extended farm maybe had its own keel long gone but they were places of quiet often in remote and beautiful spots thinking of um, Glenmore on the Vein, and uh, Lagnakilia and they were often surrounded by a graveyard and in, in those two I just mentioned, there was also a hermit cell that was found, a place for the priest to stay or a hermit to, to stay. But they were always places where someone would visit, perhaps the priest would visit for mass or for times of burial or baptism. And Keels Week is an attempt to, to reclaim some of that. So links to our ancestors, but also a link to God. You mentioned the churches and you mentioned Bishop Graham Knowles, but it's not simply the Church of England that's involved in this. No, not at all. It's ecumenical, so um, it's it's spread throughout the churches and we, we've got that's represented in the team that, that organise it, but also we put out the leaflets throughout the, the different churches. But it goes beyond the churches, so we welcome, as they say, people of all faiths and none. So, you know, we, we will particularly welcome those who are who are seeking and just want to explore the countryside and what is this thing called spirituality what is this these thin places around the island where the spiritual can enter the physical and vice versa so it's something we hope that all people will will join us for you can read more about the particular program at our website www.prayingthekeels all one word prayingthekeels.org the theme for this uh, this year is man 
double N, man and creation. And so full details are on the website, but just to um, summarise them, it's the 22nd to 29th of May and the Saturdays, both Saturdays, 22nd and 29th, we have a full day's walk. The uh, brief launch service at 10 on this Saturday at St John's, the Royal Chapel, and then we'll take off and go up to Gleneedle, climbing up. It's quite steep, so bring stout footwear, bring a picnic lunch too, have a look at the keel up at Keradu, Keelwara, look at the old mines at Snuff the Wind, Crossvein Mine, and then a limited return shuttle service will be available if you don't fancy walking back. That will be eight miles for the whole thing so dress appropriately especially with the, the weather forecast mm, keep an eye on really. it sunday afternoon at balagari at st mark's be a quieter affair this will be for all ages so especially for families bring along your, your children when um, alex brown will be um, leading us through a labyrinth within balagari chapel and the labyrinth on the theme of creation On Monday, there's a morning-only event looking at the uh, Cathedral Gardens and also the the labyrinth there that the Cathedral have put in recently, the same design, size and shape of the one at Chartres. A time to meditate on that before we have lunch at their regular big table event in the Corran Hall. Same day Monday evening, we have a talk at Promenade Methodist by Dr. Henry Uniac, who is the Dyson Environmental Officer, talking about creation, one small step, a giant leap for humanity. He's entitled his talk. Tuesday evening event here, we go out to St. Patrick's at Jerby, walk down to the coast, Sartfield, and bring along a packed supper, if you like. We will drink that, have that together. Hot drinks and cake will be available. And then we hope to walk down to the coast, see the sunset at at half past nine. Wednesday is the the coach trip. Frank Cowan will be escorting people down south. That's the only event which is ticketed, which costs money. And details on how to to book that are in the the leaflet on the website. Thursday, an afternoon event. I think it's the closest we've ever come to Douglas. We meet at the Millennium Oakwood car park and then we explore Cronkbourne Village, Castle Ward Farm Cam Lork where there's the very ruined keel I think one of these ones where they allowed the cattle to run over Yes very much so Yeah. yeah. There's, there's Raby Keel down by Glen May which is mm. sort of disappeared and, and I think it's been used for wall building mm. and one of the points we want to make is that sometimes yeah we can easily see the beauty and the grandeur in the, the locations of these keels but we're looking at environment and sometimes we mess up and so the keels have either been trampled or they've been taken for stones or there might be the relics of industrial machinery around and what happens when we mess up and we'll be thinking about that too so that's thursday afternoon friday evening we meet at st luke's out in baldwin always a lovely spot and a brief service in the chapel there before we go up to the old tinwald site where they met in the 15th century and have a look at that and that'll finish about 9.30 but then for those who want to stay on for a night walk they're welcome to do that or just come for that if you like and we'll be leaving about 10 and we'll continue walking around maybe look at the night sky keep our fingers crossed for that one and bring along a torch if if you'd like to come for that and then finally on the Saturday another full day walk meet at Christchurch at the Dune Glenmona and 
we'll be visiting the private barony estate with kind permission of the owners and looking at Ballaglass Glen, Port Cornet, Cashlinard, all the sites around there too and that's five and a half miles stout footwear and bring along a packed lunch. So I hope there's something for everyone in there. Some of the feeling for what Praying the Keels has become is perhaps expressed by Kathleen Farragher in her poetry. As you're in Glenmona for the final one, and of course she lived for many years in Glenmona, and you have a poem written by her. Yes, I thought this one would maybe help express the spirit of expressing spirituality through nature and the Manx countryside. And of course the background of this is that Mackled, who probably got a decent claim to be the patron saint of the island he was meant to be expelled by Patrick from Ireland in the the fifth century and set out on his coracle and I don't quite know how the geography works because he ended up on the east coast of the Isle of Man on his last legs and he he hauled himself up the cliff uh, struck the ground with his staff and the well opened up at that point and over the centuries it's been used as a place of healing and indeed St Mackle's Day at the end of July that's celebrated now in, in the parish with their own events which will be interesting as well this, this summer and so this is Kathleen Farragher talking in her poem St Mackle's Well Oh the cliff top is a garden round St Mackle's ancient well when the heather frames the hillock and the sunshine casts a spell on the gorse bloom and the harebells as the gentle breezes play and whisper all the secrets of some bygone happy day. Far below where seagulls argue and the dark shags dive and swim, a blue tide woos the stern cliffs with soft music like a hymn. And the veil of time is lifted in that quiet mystic place where St. Mackled prayed and pondered on the erring human race. He must have viewed those bracken steeps, the wide arc of the bay, the sandy slopes of point of air, and Scotland far away, and watched the mists come stealing down to blot the coast from sight, and heard the storm's grim echo round Barul's majestic height. And all those things we see today, as Mackle saw them then, unchanged amid life's changing scenes and ruthlessness of men. And from that pathway on the cliffs where saintly feet have trod, the sacred well looks upward still to kiss the face of God. The chairman of the organising committee of Goyle Padger Egnashan Chaltinen. Praying the Keels. That was Phil Crane. You can find further details and check if there are still any available spaces on the coach trip on Wednesday at the website www.prayingthekeels, all one word, praying the keels, and keels is spelt K E I L S, prayingthekeels.org, www.prayingthekeels.org. We also strayed there into events which will be taking place on Friday the 28th and Saturday the 29th of May, so we'll be giving you a reminder of those in Shachla next time. Tadgre de Valle Nasher de Pecher B. de Ve Nahai Gin Grey Fogel. 
as lime agit the mush smunion den homogen, eh? Na de grey riddenach, as must send the scucha mach duter beok. Well, slickly de lure de vel shartans the lie, for the ungood smooth the lie, gin orums more sauce de vonken, na yine vel fissock er ungood smooth gin er than balvenach ter ve gintem. Och son shach lay ta mi reche de romagit as de lotrish slight a cochonrish tachert and senellion. Golgus of a ren de hadden the von jain gush. Shen moren me er en chachten, heimile shilje, fil crane, uns dulish, as morchilchen ren me recortus jay, gin dolied. Nasan me en le hadden shen, heimi shiskus pertle murre. As hang me quail pech enyaches, dinche dow machion tachert vis on de garage. Tre rank me tie, her out tre de lurem de yinu vege tre shen, as me saw ren me reche de eschachrische recortes shen more jew, as de fembla lame de bech famer vesen. A shen an ach hur me mach, der au sledden brock jintem gen recortes shen, as had dot me jinu image veg. Well de ech oil, for bit beg me chon and chusho jinteg radio vanning hanna, me saw to ked on clash me chon a tachert. Gin buiser be Chapel Bay in Port St. Mary forms a perfect amphitheatre, looking down onto the shore with the sand sloping gently down to the sea. That's to be the scene this weekend of a competition organised by the Port St. Mary branch of the RNLI. The RNLI is wholly funded by voluntary contributions, so fundraising is a very important issue. Chairman of the Port St. Mary Fundraising Committee is David Scott. The committee hope that this will be the first of what will become an annual knockout tug-of-war competition for teams from across the island, helping to raise funds for the RNLI. A draw for the knockout tournament was made on Manx Radio, and we joined Tim Glover in the studio with a member of the Port St Mary Committee and well-known from the Met Office at Ronaldsway, Kirsty Pendlebury. And in the studio with them are David Scott and Susan Woolard. We just hear the final two teams being drawn because that leads into the history of the event. Well, let's turn our attention to the RNLI All-Ireland Tug-of-War Trophy. And uh, Kirsty Pendlebury joins us and you brought guests with you. So I'll let you introduce them, if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> yeah, of course. So with me, I've got David Scott, who's our branch fundraising chairman for Port St Mary. And um, also uh, our glamorous assistant today, we've got Susan Willard as well. Susan's been in charge of collecting all of the uh, team's entries that we've had, which has been great to see so much support, bearing in mind this is our first event as well that we're planning on holding and the uptake has been good has it yeah yeah so far i think 14 teams we've got at the moment so there's still a couple of spaces we're going to pull um those sticks out anyway to get uh, a, a table for the draw so if you are still interested in getting involved you can still uh, apply to enter a team um, you need six people and a reserve so uh yep yeah, send an email through to susan and uh, she'll uh, get you on the list and this is a scratch team and they will be up against Nomads. <laughs> so Scratch Team against Nomad. The Nomads 
were on the name of the trophy. We found the trophy in, in the lifeboat station. It was used many years ago now, and we thought we'd turn it into an old all-island one instead. But the Nomads won it three years running when it was... So they're the defending champions, basically. Yeah. So uh, see whether or not they can manage it. It was 82, 83 and 84, I think, that they took part in it. Um, it was a, a wooden trophy that was carved by um, an ex-crew member of Port St Mary, um, Terry Kelly. So um, it's a trophy that's been around for quite a few years, so it'd be nice to um, create a new event from something that we had at Port St Mary Lifeboat Day many years ago. So where's all this taking place? It's on Port St Mary, Chapel Beach. And the interesting thing is, it, because it's on a beach, no one really knows how it's going to play out because sand's not quite the same as playing on a, a football pitch. Absolutely. You have checked the tides with Kirsty as well, haven't you? <laughs> checked them quite a few times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and do the teams, uh, are they donating some uh, money to take part in this to the cause? They, they paid to join. Uh, it's £30 a team to enter. Um, and we encourage teams to go through Just Giving. We've got a Just Giving page so they can encourage their supporters to support on Just Giving as well. And it's next Sunday. Yeah. One o'clock. Chapel Beach. Yes. One o'clock. And there'll be a beer tent there, so... Good point. You're selling it now. You're selling <laughs> Lots it. Lots of refreshments. <laughs> refreshments well, yes. as well. We've got the governor opening it at one o'clock, but the uh, beer tent and food supplies should be open at 12. David Scott, the chairman of the Port St Mary RNLI Fundraising Committee. Susan Woolard has been coordinating the entries for the Tug of War and Kirsty Pendlebury, who'll be actually taking part. David Scott was telling me that each pull will take place on a different section of the shore, so everyone will have fresh sand when they come to take the strain. As we heard, it's designed to be a family event with a range of stalls, including cake, food and drinks, as well as a face painter and bouncy castles for children. Things will be happening from midday on Sunday the 23rd, with an official opening of the event by the Lieutenant Governor Sir Richard Gosney at one o'clock. The event will be free to attend, but of course donations to the RNLI would be greatly appreciated. We often have a short introduction in Manx for an item in English. However, this time we're going to listen to Dula Shikarika, Doug Farragher. The Vilem Christian Halamua Ledden, the Vanani, as had Snolu, Goyle, and Arain, Sheer Kelchak Shaw, Askilg, Matad Krach the Genu, Ons Aharako, Red Chilmi, Son of Kid Kiet. Tommy Ski. Tommy Ski as Miliam Bean, Burn, Arainia, Hunsavoni. Tommy Ski as Miliam Bean, Burn as Bundakinjak. Kongan glass bag Ellen, cool the Kongan Ellen. Tummy cow the holy lay, Malomak and Savoni. Tummy ski as me lampin, one ranyak on Savoni. Tummy ski, me lampin, one as wonder kinjak. 
As the Jarunish Shene was Shachle and Shachtin Shaw. That brings us to the end of this edition of Shachle's. And so from me, Bob Coswell, as Masol Vompin, Robert Akarslach, Sledniu.